With frequent wildfires contributing to airborne pollution and the fall allergy season upon us, it's time to buttress your respiratory health with Breathe Clear from my friends at NT Factor. Breathe Clear with NT Factor combines the benefits of NT Factor's breakthrough lipids formula with powerful bioflavonoids and amino acids. Together, they've been shown to restore energy, repair the damage to cells caused by wildfire pollution, decrease allergic reactions, reduce sinus congestion, and open blood vessels. Breathe Clear with NT Factor is the best formulation available for tackling both allergies and the free radical damage caused by wildfire smoke. For a limited time, buy one container of NT Factor Limits Powder and get a bottle of Breathe Clear with NT Factor free. That's a $27 value. Just go to ntfactor.com, that's ntfactor.com, or call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158. Arm yourself with the protective power of NT Factor Lipids Powder and get Breathe Clear with NT Factor absolutely free and breathe freely while supporting your body's fight against allergies and free radicals. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today we're going to talk about something that I think is of utmost importance, particularly as we age. You know, recently I wrote an article uh, that, uh, that talks about how, as we age, gravity overcomes us. Inexorably, as we age, we lose our ability to stay upright, and the result is falls and injuries. Each year, 3 million older people are treated in emergency departments for fall injuries. Over 800,000 patients a year are hospitalized because of a fall injury, most often because of a head injury or hip fracture, which can be devastating. Each year, at least 300,000 older people are hospitalized for hip fractures, 95% of which are caused by falling. And in the last year recorded 2015, the total medical cost for falls totaled more than $50 billion, with a B. Medicare and Medicaid shouldered 75% of these costs. So you can imagine, uh, it's a real burden on our economy, as well as causing a lot of uh, misery and suffering. And uh, it, it can actually be a portent of that sort of downward spiral that leads ultimately to death, right? So we want to maintain our ability to move our balance. And so what can we do about it? Well, there's no pill, there's no vitamin. We're going to talk today to someone who is doing something about it. Her name is Hedy Yankelevich. Uh, Hedy is someone who is in the field of physical uh, training and yoga. Uh, She uh, has studied with experts in the fields of anatomy, yoga, biomechanics, uh, and breath work. And she's amalgamated all those insights into a program uh, that is called Movement for Life, uh, practical movement classes for the senior community. So it's with great pleasure that I introduce Hedy Yankelovich. That's the challenge, uh, Hedy, is pronouncing your last name, but I think I nailed it. You Uh, nailed it. (laughs) Okay, so great job. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, so so. Uh, you actually uh, got into this uh, 
not immediately in your career. This is something that, uh, you know, after years of study and, and practicing yoga and, and, you know, different movement techniques and exercise uh, that you began to focus on. So tell us a little bit about how you came to uh, focus on this. Sure. Um, hi, everybody. Um, you know, I started my movement career in yoga, as many um, young lost souls do. And um, it definitely got me interested in the body and in movement. And it wasn't until I started studying anatomy and biomechanics, I studied a method called the Franklin method that really just broaden my world. And that's when I realized that um, we actually need more than just yoga, right? Yoga is great for many things, but we needed resistance training. We needed to understand how to improve our proprioceptive awareness, like how our body is moving in space. And that actually goes uh, very much along with what you were talking about with balance. So we can get come back to that a little bit later. But, um, and then I, my father is in his seventies, later seventies now, but back when I started studying Franklin method, I asked if he wanted a little bit of help with some of his aches and pains and yoga was never interesting to him. But this was this, uh, this resistance training sparked his interest. So we started working together and I was working in a yoga studio at the time and some people would see me working with him and they would ask for classes. And so I would start giving them classes. And these were all seniors coming to me. And I decided just to start a group class. And I think it was called like senior stretch at that time. And eventually it became the most well-attended class at the studio. Um, so it was definitely something that was needed in the community. And then when the pandemic hit, I moved everything online, turned it to movement uh, for life, because I realized it wasn't just about stretching, it wasn't, um, and really what it was about was training our bodies so that you can live well in life, so that you can move well in life. Um, you know, we're not training for marathons in my class or climbing, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro, but that's great if that's what you wanna do. Um, and yeah, and I think I just found my people and they found me and it's been a, a love affair ever since, really. Well, it, it sounds yeah. like it's, it's kind of the answer to the dichotomy between, you know, mm -hmm. high level physical activity, you know, doing uh, triathlons mm -hmm. or, you know, masters uh, swimming or long distance uh, mm -hmm. cycling in the Alps, you know, which becomes mm -hmm. uh, increasingly inaccessible for people past a certain age. Versus right. a completely sedentary lifestyle. And I think we have a, some misconception about what constitutes uh, exercise. We talk about, you know, everybody's got exercise. Right. Well, you know, okay. But what if, uh, you know, some of these things are beyond your capacity? Or, or what if you're mm -hmm. a neophyte? What if you're beginning, you know, after a lifetime, busy lifetime mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, raising family and kids? And now you want to uh, kind of retrieve some of your physical abilities. But, um, you know, uh, sweaty exercise is not for you. Uh, nor is right. rigorous yoga because, you know, I've, I've done yoga classes and it can be very demanding, you know, and, and what you start yeah. that, you know, after uh, being inflexible for a long time and, um, you know, you feel kind of ungainly in a class of people who are pretty proficient. Absolutely. And, you know, jumping into something like that after really being 
untrained in your body that can cause injury and that's just gonna you know put you on your back and that's not what you need and further discourage you right and it's kind of like and discourage you yeah of course i have people who have never in their lives been part of a movement practice yoga exercise anything like that and they started my classes really because they had nothing else to do during the pandemic so and they're in their 70s And they started taking my classes three times a week and they would come to me after every class and they would just be like, oh my goodness. Like I didn't know my body can feel this good. I didn't know that my knee pain didn't need to be there. You know, they just didn't think that it could be any other way. And again, we're not doing anything extreme. We're just moving our bodies in very mindful ways um, and adding some resistance, which really makes a difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're really, you know, and not, I just have to mention that like for someone who's never been say to a gym setting, that's probably one of the most overwhelming, um, uh, environments you can walk into all these machines and clanks and, you know, buff people. And I've walked in and walked out many times (laughs) into and out of a gym. So I get it. I, you right. know, part if you, of if you see some guy well. with an Austrian accent who says, I pick things up and I put them down, uh, <laughs> right. you know, you're going to turn tail and run because, uh, you know, yeah, a like, muscle don't head. pick me up. Me right. Down. Exactly. right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I just, I think this was just needed in the world. And I've, there just isn't that much out there for seniors. There isn't. Um, and so I'm glad that I have something to offer. You well, know. let's let's break it down in terms of some of the things okay. that begin to fail as one ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you talked about uh, proprioception, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, the ability to feel your 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 body in space. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and that may you know, look. I mean, uh, uh, I, I hate to use this as an example, but you know, we see it clearly in the news every day. Is that uh, progressively they've shortened. Uh, the steps on uh, Air Force One for President Biden because oh, he's yeah. got a tendency to stumble. And why does he stumble? Well, yeah. there's a there's a, a bunch of components to that. Uh, there's let's start with the vestibular system. That's the inner ear. They're what are called semicircular canals, which are oriented in three dimensions, uh, where fluid sloshes around, and and the sensory impulses from the vestibular system. Uh, tells us, you know, whether we're upright or whether we're, you know, uh, you know, in a different uh, plane. Uh, mm-hmm. So that our ability to orient in space declines if our vestibular system isn't working. I mean, when that's messed up, you experience vertigo, which is really terrifying. Right. Um, so there is this concept in uh, ear, nose and throat medicine. Uh, called vestibular rehabilitation, where they actually kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just move people gently in different planes to get them used mm-hmm. to reorienting. So that may be part of what you do. Uh, there's also the yeah. brain. The the brain uh, in various medical conditions like multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's disease uh, just doesn't uh, initiate movement as well. But for mm-hmm. all of us, uh, there is this thing uh, called the cerebellum which is part of the brain that's very responsible for movement. And, you know, it, like all parts of the brain, it deteriorates a little bit. They're the muscles. The muscles get weak. You know, there's this thing called sarcopenia, which is, 
You know, the deterioration of muscles as you age. There's the joints. You know, the joints become less flexible. They sometimes become painful. They don't support us as well. Cartilage is deteriorating. You got obesity that adds to the toll because a lot of people overweight. You know, that that conspires against balance. There's spinal problems. And I think you know about, you know, when people have an inflexible spine, they have a little bit of what's called spinal stenosis. So that compresses the nerves and weakens the lower extremities. Um, there's visual deficits. There's, you know, neuropathy, which really will cause proprioceptive problems. Because if you have neuropathy in your feet, you don't know when your feet plant. You can't feel the sidewalk, you know, so it's like, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of folks are on medications. So these medications, blood right. pressure medications, other types of medications, psychiatric medications, uh, pain medications, they can make people feel dizzy or cause fainting or you know, cause low blood pressure bouts. People fall. And then finally, uh, there's the heart because, you know, some people faint because they go into arrhythmias, cardiac arrhythmias. So we, we get a lot of, you know, issues that may uh, conspire to bring us to ground. And so, you know, uh, I gave you kind of a menu of things. What, what do you how do you begin to cope with some of these things? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I feel like when when I talk to someone who's interested in taking the classes and sometimes it will sound like that they'll come at me with you know just a whole menu of things that are going on and the first thing I ask is tell me about what you do every day you know how are you moving through your life are you going to the grocery store on your own are you getting food delivered are you taking a dog for you know your dog for a walk or getting your dog walk for you so I just want to know like how are they moving through the day? Because the less that you move through the day, the less you're basically, the more you're going to become like, what's the word, like maladjusted, yeah. right? To so, use it or lose it kind of thing. Exactly. And so basically, like, I'm just trying to get them moving again, right? Just get their muscles woken up, get their joints mobilized again, and and really encourage them to move as much as they can in their daily lives. I mean, you know, everyone is just addicted to Netflix these right. days. And they get into a show and they will sit there for, you know, six or eight hours straight. And these, most of the people I work with are retired. So... You know, if they're not volunteering somewhere, like they can get very caught up in just sitting down for all these hours. And that is not going to do them any favors at all. And I think part of why there's so much decline, um, I don't think it needs to be so extreme, but there's so much decline because of the lives that we live, right? Like, I'm watching this show on Netflix. I mean, talking about Netflix, but it's about centenarians, the blue, the blue zones around yeah, the world. Mm-hmm, right. And there's, right. And like, there's these, you know, small, you know, kind of con- these concentrations of people that are living past a hundred and men and women, you know, and they don't suffer from dementia. They don't even have nursing homes there because they're all so healthy into their very, very, you know, late years. And, I, you know, one of the things that is a commonality is that they are moving all the time. They, they walk uphill to get to church. They're going, they're, they're gardening. They're picking their own food. They're cooking their own food. And they're just 
and they're in community, right? And, and the key is, is movement, the, uh, because right. it's not so much that these <laughs> right. people are enrolled in, you know, uh, masters running classes. No, you know, they're not pumping <laughs> not iron all. in the gym. Uh, no. They actually might look at Americans who do that as that's kind of foolish. It's like, why bother to do that? We have right. such active lives. We don't need to go to the gym and do these extraneous right. things. And actually, you know, I, I talk about this sometimes how, I don't know, you know, I'm sure your listeners are from all around the world, but in New York City, we are this high stress, you know, very like workaholic um, people who, you know, are in the, you know, probably sitting in a computer most of the day in a very high stress environment. And then what do they think will counter that? They go to like some, you know, boot camp class, run their heart out, pump iron for an hour, and then they go home and collapse, you know, and order seamless. And so th- they're not really doing their bodies any favor, right? They're, they're just not there. They're basically just keeping their body in, in high stress. Instead, those people probably need to go to like uh, restorative yoga class, and like mm-hmm. you know, and then go for a, a, like a five mile walk or something. I don't know. I just think then you get all these injuries from being yes. sedentary and then being extreme. And there's, you know, the people who are in these blue zones just maintain this very active, mobile lifestyle without going to extremes. So I do wonder, you know, do we need these, you know, gym memberships and all this like, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know. Well, it's, it's certainly a boon to the uh, physical therapy industry and the orthopedists mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, everybody wants to, you know, play tennis into their 80s and, you know, pickleball right. and all that stuff. By the way, pickleball right. causes an inordinate uh, number so of injuries. So many injuries. <laughs> you know, you can probably uh, count the... Uh, yeah. the, the cost of pickleball in the billions of dollars uh, in terms of oh, yeah. triggering um, uh, problems. But, you know, look, it's good people exactly. are getting out there and it's it's exactly. it's a pretext for uh, exercise. I walk through Central Park and I hear the the uh, <laughs> distinctive ping of the pickleball yes. paddles hitting the balls because they turned the they turned yeah. the uh, the ice skating ring into a pickleball court. Which is kind I of heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, and it's not to scare people away from movement, but it, I think it's also like know where you are in your life, right? Like know your body now as it is. Like if I was doing now, I'm 43. If I was doing what I did at 20, I would be injured 100%. I was able to just on a whim run half a marathon. That was kind of, it was absolutely silly. And, but I was fine. Like I just had this kind of, young energy. If I did that now, I would be injured. I, I, I have no doubt, you know, like I, I know where I am in my body at this age. And, you know, I think you have to meet yourself where you're at. And that's, that's, it takes a little, you know, getting to, to know yourself. I'd right. say. A, a little bit of self-assessment and, and uh, yes. self-acceptance too, because yes. uh, through different uh, eras in our lives, uh, different levels of activity are appropriate. But, okay, so right. is there a, a point where, like, you kind of have to throw in the towel? I mean, or do you work with clients past, you know, at any age? Because you feel that uh, for anybody at any age, they can engage, they can step it up a little bit. Oh, my goodness. So one of my – I have a in, some in-person clients, and he must be 93 two or 93 now I, I haven't asked recently and he actually is suffering from parkinson's and he's 
Um, he's shuffling his feet a lot and really can't walk without a walker on mm-hmm. wheels. Um, and when I saw him recently, we did so much wonderful work together. I mean, he was seated the whole time. What he can do, which is amazing, is get up and down from a chair. And he counted. That's very important. By the way, that, that, the ability right. to get up and out of a chair unassisted without pushing off of your arms is a very strong predictor of mortality. In other words, people who can no longer propel themselves out of a chair without using yeah. their hands and struggling up, they're, they're at risk, at high risk. Right. Right. We So in my classes, we do that in every single class and we do it in all sorts of varied ways. Now, this person that I'm working with, because he has lost so much leg strength through you know, his illnesses and just through the years. So he is using his arms. He's practically doing 50 push-ups when he does it. So right. I'm not going to stop him. Right. I'm not going to say like that's wrong because he's still moving. He's on some level, just building upper body strength during those, those get ups. But right. It is not, it's not the way you want to practice doing it. If you're still able to get up from your legs. Now, is there a point for him to take these classes? Absolutely. He is like completely woke up during these classes. He just wakes up. He's alive. He feels vibrant. We do a lot of like tapping on his body and brushing just to kind of wake up those proprioceptors mm-hmm. um, and then mobility work, right? So just moving his joints from fingers to toes. And he actually has some great range still. I think he just has lost a lot of um, muscle mass. And so that's one of the reasons why he's not able to really hold himself up and walk. But why why stop, right? If you stop you, you just give up, you know, and I, I don't see why in this one life, in this one body that we're going to live, why should we ever just give up? Exactly. You know? Okay. I want yeah. to talk about, you know, some specific exercises that people can implement sure. at home. But uh, before we do that, mm-hmm. before we go to part two, uh, I just want you to give out information about uh, your own practice. Now, you say you have online courses. Some of our listeners are outside sure. of New York City. Uh, yeah. We do have a big listenership in the in the tri-state area. You have in-person classes in Manhattan, uh, but you Actually, also Actually, ju- yeah, no, just online now. Just okay. online now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Since the pandemic, I, I switched to online. And, and funny enough, um, I didn't think, I didn't know how it would do with the senior community. Who, but it, it lends I itself mean, because it's the very community that feels at most yeah. risk in terms of going into, uh, you know, big, exactly. uh, big rooms. You know, like you, you get 20 right. people in a room, uh, you know, with the windows closed in the winter and like it's the killing zone right. for viruses, right? Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, like they, they're, they admit that they're not great with technology, but they had to really jump on board and they're so happy to, you know, not have to do their hair, put on their makeup, get dressed in any certain way and not have to like deal with the weather and they get to do their classes mm-hmm. and they love it. Yeah. So just online, I three, teach three classes a week, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, and it's a membership base. Of course, people can drop in, but I think once people take one or two classes, they realize that the benefits really come with the commitment to it. Um, and that's how it works. It's and, and the, pretty simple. There's a website actually. for this. Uh, is it yeah. uh, movement for movement for it's, life? It's actually movementandyoga.com. I created that before I kind of veered away from the yoga world, but I okay. just 
kept it. So movementandyoga.com because movement for life has been taken by somebody else. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. sure if I want to tell them to Google Hedy Yankelevich, but I'll spell it. <laughs> I'm the it only one, for, I think. <laughs> I'll, I, I would imagine, uh, but I'll spell it in case it's, it's actually like Ian, I-A-N, and then Kelevich, yeah. it's phonetic, K-E-L-E-V-I-C-H. So if you Google uh, Hedy Ian Kelevich, you'll, yeah. they can find you. Okay, part two. And it's, I wanna, and it's Hedy, Hedy like Hedy Lamar. I just uh, want to yeah. mention, because uh, that generation will, will all know. Exactly. <laughs> who is, that, that's a distinction, because Hedy Lamar, a very remarkable beauty, who also yes. was a genius who aided in, the, in the war effort. Uh, with the yes. invention of uh, some incredible electronic devices that I helped know. defeat the Nazis. Pretty good. Good stuff. Right? I like to be named after her. Yeah, she's, <laughs> a, she's a heroine. Uh, good deal. Okay, so when we in part two, I want you to discuss, you know, even for our listeners, maybe who, if they're not even yet accessing your classes, simple mm-hmm. things that they can do uh, to forestall uh, age-related balance problems, weakness, uh, and, you know, even home-based exercises that may not require a lot of specialized equipment. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our guest is Hedy Yankelevich, uh, and we're talking about movement for life. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs>